What's going on, everyone? Tanner Poppet here, Madras and Poppet's Corner. Just reminding you guys that for the first time ever, Madras's sophomore album, Into the Aquatic Sector, is now being reissued for the first time on a two-CD set and vinyl LP. Now, with the CD set, will include a live bonus disc, a live soundboard recording entitled Live Aquatic from that specific era of the band's career. Available now only at nolifetomodelrecords.com. What was that link again? Oh, yeah. NoLifeToModelRecords.com. Now, let's check out the episode you came to see. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Poppets Corner. Super excited to be doing this once again live at uh, Stages Here. In uh, Orange County, California. Yep. We got the guys from Diner Grave, Mr. Peter Demore and Mr. Sean Carmer. How's it going? How you guys doing, man? Thanks for coming on and hanging. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for having us. Great set yeah. tonight, you guys. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Appreciate it. So, are you, how did you guys actually hear about this spe- specific event per se? So we found out about it through Alejandro, our guitar, our the guitar player, who yeah. you know very well. Yeah. In fact, uh, Alejandro used to play in Madras with Tanner. For everyone listening, and um, now he's in our band, Dino Grave, and um, yeah, he brought it to us, and we just thought it was a great idea. I don't know how he found out about it. We'd have to ask him. Yeah, kind of came across it on uh, Facebook, I think is what it was, and then just submitted an, an application, basically, I think, and we were in. Yeah, we were in. So, how has the evolve kind of, how has the the band kind of evolved since what your initial EP went into the the black came out? A, what a couple of years ago, or if I'm not mistaken, yeah, last 2019. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even when that came out, that was that was to us old material, you know, very old. Yeah. So we, we even were making changes while the album was in production, just to, I mean, things that we had grown into, you know, things that that we would have done initially, maybe, uh, you know, we did during that album to be while it was re-recorded. So well, well, that how how many times did you re-record that fucking thing? Uh, well, the drums we never re-recorded. I think we did the guitars over one time. I mean, we were recording ourselves, and and you know you were there. We 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 recorded some stuff together, and we were just figuring it out as we went. And so, you know, we we kind of looked at it. Well, we could spend all this money on studio time, or we could just buy the stuff and start recording ourselves. So, we started just kind of investing in learning how to how to do it, and uh, we didn't know a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we just sort of tried to teach ourselves. And that's why we kind of, well, we got to redo this. This was not very good. And if I could, I would redo the drums. I mean, but that's anyone, right? I mean, you're never, I don't know. I'm never happy with anything I do. So it's just kind of. <laughs> that's well, like you. That's like, once you're done with an album, you get it out there. It's like, you know, we're going to remaster this thing. Well, yeah. y- yes, but then once I have it to where I want it, it I don't ever fucking touch it again. So right. I well, there it. needs to be a stopping point. Dude, well, right? records are never completed; they're abandoned. Yeah. So I've, it's yeah. it's always yeah. that's what that's what it is. But yeah. so is it the next time around? Are you guys gonna go now for a proper full length and then release one the next year? Because you've taken a lot of time just for yeah. these what four songs? Yeah. yeah. Well, we have a well, what we have is we have a we have like a 13 minute long song that we were thinking about breaking up into a full length album and kind of elaborating on some of the melodies. Um, and kind of maybe getting a, an orchestra to do parts of it and like really going full length, full full throttle. Um, and then in the meantime, we would be doing like releasing singles. And we have about four songs that we could just release as singles. 
um, and then you know maybe group them up later or something like that but just that way we have something coming out more consistently because we know that's one of our issues is just taking a long time to, <laughs> to get stuff out well and especially being in a band you have to be consistent uh, year end and year out sadly yeah. even just yeah. to make you know keep the band relevant so yeah. obviously you can release like live records and whatnot and, and so my question becomes you know what would you guys like to see I guess improved on with your live performances just as far as being in an overall band is it like overall musical wise or stage performance wise you know because you have a lot of stuff on that specific stage yeah I mean honestly for us it's <clears throat> we have musicians who are working with us now that are, are, are kind of just now allowing us to do the minimal that we want to do with the band you know so for us now I think it'd be more of like consistency of booking shows you know just even even that really um, as far as the album you know recording and stuff like that goes Sean you know hit it on the nose we're trying to do maybe some singles to kind of because basically with social media and the way you need to do things nowadays it needs to be consistent like constant you know and little bits in here and there rather than this one big thing um, you know you could say what you want maybe about the you know the whole industry moving away from a larger project as a whole and really honestly preferring little snippets here and there yeah um, but we would collect it all together you know kind of traditionally and release it all as something and eventually. I do like you you mentioned Tanner like live albums and I think that was something I'm kind of interested in doing pretty soon and we're investing in gear right now to do our in-ears and all that stuff so once you get into that whole world you start being able to record your live show and then you know do the thing where you can sell your live set to everyone that's there that night Boom. oh interesting and then, but you could also kind of use that to your advantage too and make like cds and whatnot too you could take just a collection case, and, yeah. well just in case like say, say you take a, a you know a minute to release the next record at least it's something you got something, something out in the meantime to exactly just kind of satisfy maybe you everybody. just keep the live show keep releasing the live shows um uh you know pretty regularly and at least that's regular and well snarky you guys there's a like a jazz yep. snarky puppies yeah yep. they, they their whole thing for a few years was recording every single show that they did through a tour and then you could go and buy your show that you were at oh wow that's uh, a smart idea. Yeah, no, it, it was a fantastic idea. Uh, and, you know, basically, you know, make it personalized to the audience. So then yeah. you're selling you're selling an album, not in addition to selling the tickets or whatever, you're selling an album every single time there's a show, uh, which is, uh, frankly, it's genius. You know, That's really, clever, yeah. you can't really, you know. So, you know, something like that could be eventually in our future. You know, we, we're, we keep those things in the back of our heads. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of the, the realm of the self-managed band nowadays. Um, Wolfpack. Yeah. Uh, you guys heard of Wolfpack? They, you know, they sold out Madison Square Garden without an agent. You know, it's all done by the you know, the leader of the band. Um, so yeah, you got to be clever and consistency really is yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. Did you guys play? How many shows did you guys play in, in 2021? Uh, one. One. Just yeah. one. Just one. Single show, I think. Yeah. And yeah. you know, there was like stuff going on personally for me. I was moving. We were moving our yeah, studio at the same time. Um, so we we were kind of trying to set up our, our new studio uh, for ourselves and, and make that a place that we could maybe release kind of live recorded stuff from, um, not in front of a crowd necessarily, but you know set it up in such a way you could stick the guitar player in one room and drums in another room, yada yada yada, and, and then just put out live content maybe on a monthly basis. So let me, let me uh, switch gears here a little bit, and, and you guys obviously have produced albums and whatnot, and we'll get to. You know, Madras into the aquatic texture just recently got reissued and whatnot. So I know that was done at 
it was called Overboard Sound Recording. Yeah, correct? Overboard Recording. Yeah, we, we were doing that for a long while. Um, that was kind of a cumulative effort between you know three or four or five people that you know um, just the studio itself. Sure. You know, I know that album. You and I kind of worked sure. to record that, uh, and Sean helped you know as well. But um, yeah, I mean we're we're doing less of that necessarily, and more of like using that infrastructure to record ourselves. You know. For me personally, and I've gotten away from the mixing and mastering and things like that so much, um, I think it, it's become very apparent that, one, the workload ma- is managed better when there's somebody else doing the mixing and the mastering. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it adds a creative aspect because that is an additional member of the band for you know at least a temporary uh, time. Um, so that that's important, you know, to get that sort of yeah. that veneer of somebody else's perspective. Sure. And was that it, was that a same thing when you were doing your as far as a role, as far as an additional an additional member, like their perspective when you were recording? Sure. And, and again, like obviously, we you know went back and forth on a lot of different things. Yeah. We stayed. Me and and Pete over here were primarily the the focus of that specific project because we were doing it for like twelve hours a. A day for long time, yeah, uh, like yeah. a month or, or so. That so. was that was that was yeah. Was, I, don't, I don't remember how long it was. It was like yeah, two. It was, it was like a month or two. A lot, so, lot of effort for a lot of hours. But I day, learned yeah. a lot on how to how to like approach a producer, and I'm sure he learned a lot on how to. Yeah, work I think that was the like band. the second project I'd ever right. ever so, really done. Yeah, at that so my my point in all this is is how did even just working with other bands? How does that affect how you? Uh, I guess apply that in your own band. So, what, have you taken any of that specific knowledge and applied it within your own guys? And just oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, all, all day, every day, basically. I think it helped me realize that you got to not be so in the middle. Like, like, like Peter already said. He already said it. Not you know, have somebody else do that for you. We were trying to do it ourselves, and then when we did it for somebody else, you get to see the advantages. You get to see what that brings to the table too. That was one of the main things I realized. Well, maybe we shouldn't be doing all this. For ourselves you know? yeah it, it's a confidence to trust somebody else uh in yourself like to go hey you know i've picked this person and this person is going to do hopefully you know what i asked them to do and i can't i can't get in the middle of that until they really you know some for some reason goes off the rails or something you know but really you've chosen this person you've vetted this person hopefully and they're going to do something similar to what you want which is you know well, I apply that Trust. mentality to to just even getting the artwork done for a, a set album, you know, because you you, you got to trust. It's like again, like that producer, you got to ha- trust that they're if you're hiring the best, let them do what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless you have this like grandiose scheme of things, it's like this is how I want it to be presented. So, are you guys? Have you guys? Are you guys kind of like that per se? Or are you kind of taking a step back and just? instilled more trust in other people to get the results that you guys kind of want I think we'll do what we can essentially is what it is so you know if like if it comes to the point where we're like okay well we need to record this song at that point if it's possible for us to produce you know immaculate drum parts just in our room there's no really no reason to not do that um and then you know the producer can come more on the mix side you know kind of things depending on how you know depending on how you guys want to you know it's about finding that right person. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Once you find that right person, then it becomes really easy to trust them. And we're still kind of looking, you know, for who we want that to be. And now, in terms of you guys' songwriting, you guys have obviously grown a lot since uh, the initial EP. So, what can we kind of expect more on this particular full length compared to the Into the Black uh, EP that you had released a couple years back? 
Yeah. More collaborative, I think. More collaborative, yeah. The full length, for sure. Because I, I wrote a... I mean, in those initial four songs, I wrote pretty much... I mean, I wrote all the guitar parts, a lot of the bass parts. Um, Brandon, one of the art guys we're working with, he he wrote a lot of those as well. But, um, you know, Sean did the keyboards. So it was more like um, song structure was dictated by, uh, you know, what I had written, which is fine to a point, but I'm, you know, I'm not perfect. No, Sean's, we were also Sean's like much, much better arranger than I am, you know. We were much more of a straight-ahead thrash metal band, too. True. Kind of, when that... Except for that one big section with all the funky horns and stuff. But, um, you know, we were much more straightforward at that point. We were kind of morphing musically, you know, as everyone does. And uh, I think, like like I said, it's a 13-minute song that we wrote where we didn't finish writing. We took, like, two months to finish writing it. But we only wrote it while we were all in the room together. And we would just keep chunking away and writing new sections. And it kind of started with something Peter had actually written on the computer and, like, tabbed out. And that's the other way we write stuff is we have a lot of stuff that I've written, Peter's written, uh, Adrian, our vocalist, has written. And that's, like, in tablature form, and it's complete thoughts. It's already done. It's got all the parts. And then we have stuff where it's, like, riffs, and then we sit in the room and hack it out until we kind of all like what we're doing. So there's definitely two different sides and two different approaches. So for us to kind of figure out how to package those is interesting. Like, you know, and so I think taking that full length and we'll be very collaborative. And then some of the other stuff, maybe we release in little groupings that are like my thoughts, Adrian's thoughts. I don't know. That's my thought on it. But yeah, every song pre- uh, presents itself in a different way. Um, so you kind of have to, you know, kind of go along that line until, you know, you want to do something different. But, um, you know, a lot of Sean's really great at, you know, a lot of the complete thought, you know, complete arrangement. He's a much better arranger than I am. Um, I'm much better with, you know, a starting idea and then like we kind of hash it out. Um, or if you give me something to play over, I'm, you know, I can improvise. Peter is the like, he's the, the catchy hook guy. If you need a hook on something, <laughs> look, all you rappers out there, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> don't mess around with anybody else. This Just is call Peter, Peter. Peter D. This is right Peter here. D. <laughs> The hook master. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, my, you know, I grew up listening to shitty, like, uh, hooky things. Like, when I, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, no, I was drawn to that stuff. Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. I, I didn't play it tonight because Aww, they said no covers. No, they said no covers. I didn't want to, like, chance not be, Dude, that being was not disqualified a, not a cover. for playing a melody. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he um, always plays it. All right. Yeah. So, now, so. so obviously, the band Dynagrape. So explain the whole concept, lyrically speaking, because it's not about, obviously, dinosaurs, right? It's kind of like an oxymoron, right? So I'm kind of curious how you approach even just the lyrical aspect and how that encompasses on, on the music that you've written and, and just the overall, how, how the cadences kind of match. Just um, I'm always fascinated by those guys. Well, of. I mean, the four-song EP is technically a concept EP. <laughs> if you read, if you technically if you read, it's not very well put together at all because it's our first, you know, attempt. Um, but yeah, there's like a, there's like a storyline there that kind of happens. Um, the newer songs, it's less so, you know, it was just more of like, the single writing, format, yeah. Yeah, like you, yeah, like you would. You know, you just kind of like, no, I'm feeling this or whatever, and I'm gonna put it into that. I wrote some lyrics for one of the songs, uh, and then Adrian's worked on two of the new songs. Uh, he's doing the lyrics for that. So, um, as far as like a set thing, again, it's something that's fluid for us. Whatever kind of presents itself, you know. So, um, Peter's the writer. Peter Peter wrote all the lyrics for that. Like I said, for the first EP, and he's a very creative writer. So, yeah. kind of all just came out of him, like. Can you guys kind of explain the dynamics that, that you and, and obviously Pete and, and, and Sean, you both have together? Because drums and guitar is very 
I mean, it's like the meat and potatoes. Yeah, for especially a band. in this genre. Yeah. So I'm just kind of curious your overall dynamics and and where the other guys kind of fit in with the just the ground level dynamics that you guys. Pre- well, present. Sean's the organizer. Okay. Sean, 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 like I mean, besides his creative side, which is uh, immense. Uh, it, he takes whatever we throw at him and turns it in, like, makes it uh, palatable. I mean, for Matt and Zach, we didn't have music for them. Uh, Matt, our bass, new bass player for this show and keyboard player, we had no music for them. Uh, and they're real musicians. They read music. And stuff. Yeah, we actually not, had a music stand on stage today. Yeah, I don't know if anybody knows. Not sure how that was going to go over. We, he was like, he memorized it all, but then he was, he was, you know, not feeling 100. percent So I was like, just read it. I don't care. Yeah, who I cares? That might be disqualification. You know, what? maybe it's also part of the, part of the show. You yeah, know? yeah. Part yeah. Of the presentation. Musicians Definitely. use sheet People music. Dig it, that it, shit. it is kind of what happens sometimes. So, but Sean, uh, that didn't exist before uh, October, I think, last year. I think yeah. for the most yeah. part, um, he kind of helps bring that stuff into reality. And for me, I need a sounding board, and he just is that person. Even during the writing process, I'll just be like, you know, hey, he'll play this thing. No, these two notes don't go together. So where does Alejandro fit in with this, and where does Adrian fit in with this? Um, You know, up until this point, they're they're really doing a lot of what, you know, what we've been doing uh, from here. Like, how do I put it? So they've, you know, they've basically been interpreting and catching up to this point. So in these new songs, when we start writing stuff, it'll be more about even their input because before it was just me and Sean and then you know we added a little bit of stuff from Adrian uh, so we're hoping to get more people's perspective you know Alejandro included and Adrian kind of fits in in a strange way because he's doing vocals and he's doing percussion Um, so you know the the percussion stuff is very collaborative between me and him and we'll sit in the room just playing our drums together and, and kind of figuring out weird rhythms and patterns that we like and grooves that we like and then, you know, he's been mostly learning the vocals the way that we had them so far. But he's been kind of writing some of the vocals, too. And like I said, he fits in. Like, he's... We actually played... Uh, the first time we've ever played that song, he, uh, the second song we played tonight has no name yet, but um, it was a song he wrote all the way through. So Yeah, top he's, to bottom. Yeah, and he's been writing stuff since he was in, like, junior high or high school. And he's always been just showing me this weird MIDI stuff. And I'm just like, dude, this stuff's cool, man. And, like, he wasn't in our band up until, like, a few years ago. And I was like, dude, we should play all this stuff that you wrote. Like, what are you going to do with all that? Well, Pete used to be the singer. And then right. now Adrian's now the singer. So yeah. were you just not comfortable as the overall singer for the band? Because, I mean, remember when we saw them, right? When we played with them in the studio, Pete was singing. Yeah. I believe yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was uh, kind of a conscious choice, to be honest, because... Um, I mean, I mean, you know, you know how it goes. Every, if, if you hit a, ri- I mean, you write things kind of together, but I never wrote my guitar parts and my vocals together. I wrote them separately as like, I'd be sitting in front of the track playing in front of me, writing vocals to it. And that's like a, not a good way to do it necessarily. You need to be able to sing it. So it was two like completely different rhythms. And, you know, I mean, it's not that I couldn't do it. It's just a lot of effort. And I really wanted to elaborate on the guitar parts and really lock that in. And it just it just makes sense. I mean, it goes back to having somebody else do something else to to improve the overall you know right. function of the band. Do you think that that would also come into play though with you focusing on another aspect of that of a of a full length record per se? So it's like that guy's obviously he's got the the mixing and mastering. You know, it's in the works. Now we can focus on on just the album cover. Okay, the 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 booklet itself the CD yeah. making play. so uh, do you think that would play more in, into 
you guys just being overall, you jailing overall and just getting more stuff done. Yeah. Rather than just focusing on Absolutely. the mixing. Because now yeah. it's, it's just, that's a lot of work. To yeah, do it took us forever. It took us forever to mix the freaking thing. So we don't have to do that. We have to do everything. Yeah, yeah, and it just makes it not fun, you know. But so why why didn't you do it beforehand? As far as like not the, not trusting somebody else to, to mix it and master it. Why why it did you go through all of it to do it yourselves? I guess it wasn't so much that we didn't want someone else to do it. It was like I said, we we looked at it like well we could spend all this money in a studio, or we could invest that same money and record ourselves from here until forever. Um, so it was kind of like one of those things that made sense, and then we all got into recording. We all took classes. We all started doing all of that stuff. So then it was like, well, we got to put this stuff to use. Like, you know, can't just like get to this point and then not do it. We did invest it. We invested a lot. Is I guess what the answer is. Yeah. So you know. So and, it, and honestly, it was it was fun initially. You know, to like to really realize that okay, well, we have control over everything. To be sitting there in front of a pro tool session that not only did you play everything that you know that you are in full control of is, is kind of cool. Um, it just, you know, after a while it becomes apparent, you know, the workload that that is, okay. especially when you're, you're new at it. You know, it's, it's like I came in and it was like, was that maybe the fourth or fifth project at that point technically that I'd worked on? Yeah, you, know, you don't it, know what workflow, like workflow, workflow and recording is a huge thing. Being able to record bands fast and turn the product out fast, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. And that's not something we knew how to do, so <laughs> we were taking a long time. I'm thinking of like... Producing someone else's stuff versus producing your own—is there—is there, is there a, a huge difference? Are you more of a perfectionist, or do you, with our stuff? Yeah, I mean, I—I yeah. I, I think it's way easier to produce somebody else's stuff. <laughs> yeah, in a way, well, because yeah. you provide a different perspective, which which is again, it's a great quality. But when it's your own, it's like, yeah. Well, you're more locked. You you have you're more married to your own stuff than you would be somebody else's. But yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, with with us or whatever, it was just was that take good? Okay, then we just used it. Like yeah, I specifically yeah. remember recording like the title track with you, and thinking, okay, can we use any of that? And you said, yeah, we can use all of it. I said, cool, and that was done. <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't like we had to go back in and punch things. You know? Yeah. yeah. But do you feel like you have to play your stuff again and again and go? You know, you're, you're like, am I too much of a perfectionist? Yeah, I mean, or am I satisfied with this? But yeah, every band is different as far as like what they're bringing to the table. Uh, even just skill-wise or, or organization-wise, so some and, and some people in the bands are at different levels. You know, they can play things better or worse than other people in the band sometimes. So that that's really rough is being able to or is not being able to you know say the things you need to say you yeah. know to your own self sometimes you know. Um, but with with other people, I, I feel like it's easier for me to go. I'm sorry, that take didn't work out. Yeah, there's um, too much uh, relationship involved when you're doing it to yourself. Right, yeah. you're married to your own stuff. Or your right. bandmates, right. you know what yeah. I mean? You have a long-standing relationship with these people, and you're going to have to keep seeing them. Whereas a client, you might just be like, hey, that, you know, well, it's more okay for you to say yeah. that. To but, but you have to initiate that relationship from the beginning. Right. You have to initiate, like, no, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. You, you, unfortunately, you know, obviously we're friends, it's also a business, but you have to just initiate it right from the beginning so everyone knows where everyone's coming from, the mm-hmm. initial yeah. goals. So mm-hmm. It's just hard. It's just hard. And, I mean, you have to do it, and, and you, you come to realize you have to do that, but it, it just doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. You're you know? playing off feelings, it sounds like, and, and you're also, you know, you're relying on each other's strengths and weaknesses, and you yeah. want to be honest, but it's also, it's real when you're, you know, trying to be yeah. uh, critical of your, yeah. your bandmate, but it's, un- it's meant to be in a good way. And, honestly, mo- most professional musicians are fine taking criticism, especially in the studio, because sometimes the way you're playing it, 
live uh, or in your rehearsal space is maybe even not how you're, you should be playing it in the album. Maybe it needs to be on the neck pickup as opposed to the bridge pickup. Um, or, hey, can we try this guitar head? Like, it sounds, it'll cut way better or sure. set the mix way better. So as long as they're open to that kind of stuff, you know, it makes the whole process easier. So where what are we looking at in terms of getting this full-length record out for, for Diner Grave? Is there, like, a... An timeline. overall plan or timeline or just like a goal that you guys, is, well, it, is it by 2030? Is it by, is it, <laughs> you know? It's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, we've been focused on doing the singles first, so we have more of a timeline planned out for that, obviously. Um, we we don't have like a strict timeline for the full length, to be honest with you. We I think we both feel that it would be best to record a lot of that live together at the same time with a few of us at least so mm-hmm. some of that is just setting up our studio room to, to, to accept that like I said and we're still working on that sound treatment and all the things that go along with that sure uh, and you know well lastly I want to thank you guys for coming on and hanging I truly appreciate a moment of you guys' time yeah. um, thanks for having where, thank you. where can people find Diner Grave in terms of, of getting the EP a physical copy or the is there a band camp? We're, we're, what are all your guys' links in terms of... Yeah, we stuff? are pretty much everywhere. We try to be everywhere. Um, so we are mostly on Instagram, to be honest with you guys. That's where we keep up with the most. Uh, our Instagram is just at DinoGrave. Yeah, okay. One word, DinoGrave. And then um, Facebook, we're on Facebook. Uh, we have a band camp. We are on Spotify, Apple Music, all the, you know, the stuff. And we do have a merch table. You know what's amazing? Today is like the first day we've had a merch table. Like, probably feels good, ever. huh? It feels <laughs> real good. I think we actually sold like a bunch of stuff. That so. feels good. Yeah, yeah, that feels pretty good. Well, so it's well deserved. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, guys, thank you again for giving us another opportunity to do this, and uh, for another episode of Poppers Corner, guys, we're out of here. Cheers.